The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Hello everyone. Welcome to Leadership Podcast. It's another edition of The Big Issue. And of course, as usual, I'm your regular host. So that is my name. And with me here in the studio are our in-house analysts. We have Silas and Jogu. And of course... Uh, a foreign expert, innocent. Odo, thank you so much. Well, without taking much of a time, the big issue of the day is the Russia Ukraine war and its global impact. Well, the small country Ukraine had no choice than engage in a war with Russia that invaded its country and a result of that had been the destruction and death that has elicited global condemnation. And of course, Russia, Russia appears to be adamant. And of course, it would not want Ukraine to join NATO. And of course, Ukraine is insisting because it believes it's a sovereign nation. And we've seen the sanctions from other countries, the European Union, and this has left the world wondering whether this will not escalate into another a third world war. Nothing. The, the, the issues are just there in the public domain and the hearing news of what is actually going on there. First of all, let, let's first of all let's look at the situation. The war being led by Russia is it necessary? There's no way Russia would have handled this matter and go into a full-scale war with uh, that small country. Okay, thank you so much uh, for that question. And uh, you see, in national uh, interests, uh, in, global, uh, in, in a global perspective, nations pursue national interests in uh, the best way they feel they can do that. Uh, and uh, I think that is what the Russian uh, president has done by sending his forces to invade the Ukraine. Uh, in some parlance, you may see it as what well, preemptive action or preemptive strike mm-hmm. to stop what he feels is a, a, a threat to his domain, mm-hmm. his country. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Ukraine joining NATO, he perceives it as a threat in the sphere of influence where he, Russia had originally you know, had dominance. Remember, even the, 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 even the ethnic Ukrainians, a lot of them are actually ethnic Russians. They speak Russian language. Mm-hmm. You understand? They have Russian culture. So there is this close affinity that they have, such that if uh, they join NATO, the Russian government feels that this is a very, very serious problem on their hands because it will not expose its backyard to the influence, or possibly even destabilizing influence of NATO in that region. And that is a preemptive action that Putin is trying to take. Maybe he has been tactless about how he went about it, mm-hmm. but the, the purpose, we should also understand the Russian's position in the whole matter. Maybe he was tactless and had no strategy to the way he handled it. Mm-hmm. But we cannot rule out the possibility that he is actually trying to protect the sphere of influence of Russia and then, of course, the Russia's national security. Now, by the way, this is not the first time that nations have taken you know, preemptive actions in a place where they see them, they are coming to their national interest. I'll give you an example. The US that is leading the NATO you know, uh, alliance today, 
the U.S. had once, when they at the peak of the Cold World War, during the days of the Soviet Union, that was also led by this Russia. Uh, remember the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962? Mm. The, the Russians, the Soviet Union, actually wanted to install, or they have already installed, you know, uh, nuclear equipment in Cuba. What happened? When the American president then, John Kennedy, discovered what the Russians were trying to do in his own backyard, Cuba, they, in fact, Kennedy was speaking to Khrushchev that time because Kennedy, in fact, in, in that part, they call it case to case. Mm. Kennedy of America speaking to Khrushchev mm. of the USSR. Mm. So the world actually came to the brink of a nuclear you know, clash until the Soviet Union was saw a lot of reason to remove those uh, nuclear equipment in Cuba. Why is that? But Cuba is a very sovereign country. Does it not have the right to associate with any nation that is in fit or to join any association that is in fit or to allow any nation that it has an alliance with to establish anything in its own territory? But the thing is that the fear of one country's national interest, you know, uh, or what one country does, might actually trigger the fear of uh, another, uh, trigger fear of uh, uh, to another country because of its own national interest. So we can see that play out in several locations. We saw in 19, during the Iraqi, uh, Iran, Iraq, Iraq war of 1980-1988, the same thing happened when Israel, remember there's a nuclear plant, a plant in Iran that Israel destroyed. Why? Because they perceived that was going to be a threat to their own national interest. So nations have done that to protect their own, you know, sovereign interest. But the only problem, like I said, is Putin may not necessarily have applied the right tactics or the right measure to be able to you know withstand this backlash that is having us you know a world opinion that is against him the sanctions that is crippling his economy and so many things that are affecting him even the oil of russia he cannot sell like like 25 percent of uh, uh, you know europe oil the uh, europe uh, oil europe yet is from russia so but that sanction is already giving them big problem and the economy of russia is suffering from it so but i think i'm thinking that today that uh, yesterday they had a, a, a talk you know at the belarusian border you know, uh, there are some promises that something like a ceasefire mm. may emerge. But I, I, I'm also hearing that the Russians are planning another kind of military action, military action, to be able to ensure that they stop this, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, they end the war quickly as possible and then enter in, into another kind of situation. So on the, on the serious note, this is the development so far. It is not going to be a, it's not a, a very, it's not a very, uh, you know, uh, promising situation for for Ukraine. That's why the fact that it's having a lot of backing from the, you know. Um, you know, international community. It's not a good time for them at all. I'm, I'm telling you, Thank it's you. also not a good time for Russia because of the fact that they're facing. Thank you very much, Mason. And Silas, you heard what you know. So to say that NATO is expanding towards the east, closer to Russia. They want Ukraine to join NATO, and this is what Putin doesn't want. Can America accept it? If a country like Mexico is in a military alliance. That is against its own because what we've seen in the media have been serious backlash for Putin and Russia. Let's face the issue squarely. And then, from what you see, you know that Putin has a cause, a just cause to fight for the approach, according to innocent. It's wrong. Yeah, well, um, you know, you know, you know, the terrain of the Russia Sometimes it's a bit strange. You know, there's no one formula about it. Right? And where I look at it, America will, of course, not um, like to have a, a foreign power. 
an enemy of America in Pakistan. But like you said, a lot of bankers and uh, welcome to think of all the time. You know, the time of school there. At that time, there was a bipolar world in this place. You cannot really say that it's a cold war, so to speak, going on. Well, that since the people came, the prestige of that war, which Russia lost, okay? After the US of you know, that, that, you know, he came to power after, afterwards. So, like, that thing has stiffened him that um, it is a bit that, you know, makes are going to go and all that. So, so, you could see that there some of the actions he has taken in the past, like um, sending uh, Russia try to poison anybody that really like cost you. Even to opponents, anybody who's spoken, even across, even in Europe, you know. So, coming to the question you asked, um, I think that uh, it's just more about taxes. There are many ways to you know, achieve a growth in, in the future of this country. It, it's possible that Russia could have, could have uh, had, had a Ukraine since they have strong. To make this strength, but how can they make strength when Russia and the next in Crimea, the very rich part of the uh, resource-rich part of uh, Ukraine, it takes it a go, and uh, Russia is supporting, you know, uh, rebels, terrorists, I mean, rebels and separatists uh, against Ukraine. So you can see the build-up why you know Ukraine has felt uncomfortable with this uh, big brother. Uh, Russia. Uh, Russia. Possibly, if Russia and that uh, they had, it's possible that those countries around the US now, like Russia and Co, because of what they get from America, they will not even consider the, you know, of, of studying against America by allying with the enemy. So possibly if Russia had had worked with Ukraine, they will not have needed to take this action that they can reach in the long run with population. You know, what comes with a period of diplomacy? Right. And after, like I said, after we watch it, after we watch So, I think it is the aggressive against the Russian over the last few years that is forcing Ukraine to try to join NATO to protect itself. And even today, we are talking about, about Ukraine joining EU, looking for where it can get help. If this revolver is bringing down my neck, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sponsoring separatist, it's annexing a part of me. Why would they be comfortable to work with Russia? They will look for those who are not likely to hurt them. Yeah. That's why you see them moving this way. So, like, like I said, there could have been a way out that Russia and they could have existed to split that goal for them. But, like I, I said earlier, the like you said earlier, no, the tactics are yeah, fine, yeah. it's, it's, it's what it is, and it can cause more damage to what it is, if it's not what it is. Well, um, in all sense, um, Charles is actually agreeing with you that the approach was what may have been wrong. At the end of the day, in this case, what are the mechanisms to apply to resolve this kind of war? Because Ukraine wants to join NATO. The only thing that is stopping Ukraine is that NATO has not opened its door. And that is what Russia too will not want. You understand? And you see, it has to do with two people agree. But when they are adamant towards their own position, 
you know it's always difficult. So what mechanism then would have been applied? Okay. Uh, if let's assume that they approach the people that they what's wrong? Okay. You know, uh, uh, at the beginning of this quote, uh, uh, I said that uh, the approach of the Russian president, mm -hmm. I'm specific about the regime mm -hmm. of Putin. The Putin, himself, yes. Now been very, very uh, tactless, mm -hmm. you know, by them to outright war to go violate the sovereignty of the Ukraine. Um, the thing is that right now, right now, uh, Ukraine not joining NATO, like you said, mm. was a result of the delay on the part of NATO itself. But the problem, and, and that delay was because they also want to appease Russia, because they, they understand the position of Russia on Ukraine joining NATO. Yes. So that very thing that they're actually trying to avoid has not happened. Now. And now they are regretting. So the question is, many other countries are even trying to, are even calling on NATO to admit Ukraine so that they sure. can deploy, you know, forces to go and defend Ukraine. Okay. But that will not happen, I'm afraid, because the U.S. does not want. To, in fact, even the no-fly zone that was suggested yesterday, the U.S. said they are not going to apply that no-fly zone because how to enforce it? They bring them into into a direct confrontation with Russia, Russia. and that is not what they that, that is not what they, they want. They don't want that to happen. The U.S. president has already declared that they are not going to send any troops whatsoever to Russia because they want to avoid any confrontation with Russia. You understand that? So, so that these are basically the issues that are troubling the world now. Russia's position: How do they now resolve the issue? What do you now do to appease this Russia because they are hell bent? Yeah on carrying out this action they have already started, they are not going back. Yes, there might be some negotiation going on, but they have to do some concessions. Both sides have to concede that, okay, this is what, give and take, you know, there should be that kind of thing, and that has to happen in the coming days. If not, I'm afraid Ukraine does not have the power to face Russia in any in serious any way. way. Yeah, maybe they have, maybe the Russians may have suffered a little setback, because that's not what they envisaged. Mm. But the, what they plan was a military, that's what they call the military that they call blitzkrieg. A very sharp, sharp, and you know, sharp action that achieves a, a very short result and that's all. Submission. Mm -hmm. But that has not happened. So they are now deploying more troops, well-funded, heavily, heavily armed, moving into that Ukraine. And they are about 60 miles close to the Ukraine. So mm -hmm. when an enemy is already 60 miles to your country, that is conquest coming. They say maybe by some special kind of thing that uh, we'll be able to repel mm -hmm. them. Yeah. So, but I'm afraid they don't have a lot of dialogue. We need to, they don't have the power to face what that is. Thank you very much, Innocent. You talk of dialogue, but the whole thing is dicey here because uh, the, 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 now that um, the, the war involves the world superpower like Washington, more bodies, especially the major one like the United Nations, appears important in resolving the issue. The United Nations voice. It's not as loud as we hear European Union, NATO itself, and some other countries like France and the rest. Trying to impose sanctions, trying to talk out, trying to ask Russia to trade with caution. We've not heard much about the United Nations. And that is something that begins to worry because, you know, Russia has a seat in the UN. It has a, a voting right. Yes, I remember the US. It has a veto. You know, the politics, the global politics is such that at the UN will always want to protect uh, 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 very, very key members like that. So when the, when the world body like the United Nations is not in common,
how do you think this kind of thing? No, the, the, US, the UN actually met yesterday in an emergency session. Oh. Uh, the UN General Assembly met yesterday. And uh, they were all talking about uh, trying to have a ceasefire oh. so that there will not be this uh, bloodshed that we're having now. We should stop it, come back to the negotiating table, and have something resolved. Russia is not an ordinary nation. It's also a big member of the mm -hmm. UN and a member of the Security Council. Mm -hmm. But where you actually decide issues like this, it's not even in the UN General Assembly. It's in the UN Security Council. Oh, okay. And Russia is a member of that council oh. and has a veto power. So this is a very serious situation for even all the other members of the UN Security Council. And remember, China is also there and they are not readily opposing what Russia is doing right now. Even though there are some, you know, Areas that they do not have a uh, find comfortable, comfortable in terms of the invasion of uh, you know uh, uh, Ukraine. So I think overall it's a very big problem for the United Nations now because the big powers are involved in it. Yes, of course, it's very powerful problem. And let me also assure you something before okay. we run up. Okay. You see this NATO. I see NATO personally as a destabilizing force. NATO, in fact, was a problem to us in Africa because of how they brought down the regime of Gaddafi, and then uh, we are suffering the consequences today in Africa. They, when they get Gaddafi regime fell, the weapons that Gaddafi gathered were thrown open, and all the, the criminal elements were now bringing them in here. So Boko Haram, ISIS, ISOF, and the rest of them, all the bandits that you see in the country, all had access to weapons. And today we are in terror. They're terrorizing us here. So NATO, to be honest with you, is actually not a, to me, it's actually not something that they can trust because they are part of the problem. They are a destabilizing agent. So that is why Russia is looking at them that way. Well, thank you, Nelson. You see, Israelis, we don't have much time here, but there are reports that near Poland, Nigeria, where Nigeria and other nationals are amassing to escape from the war in Ukraine, they have been discriminated against. And we will now see this racism playing out. And to show you that we in um, Africa, we are always in trouble. We don't things like this happen. We are always a direct victim because. While other countries and other are having um, citizens of other countries are having the normal escape route, these ones, Africa, Nigeria, and some other African countries have been blocked as well borders of racism. And you think African leaders are doing enough to address this? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that everybody is sorry for coming. Everybody is sorry for coming. Everybody is sorry for coming. Even if there are good Nigerian government and African government, they prefer to cast a picture So by the time the whole, everybody caught up in the war, because when the war breaks out, people become molested. You know, and when you know there's a discretion everywhere, and uh, some of those latent racist uh, tendencies, they quickly come to the fore. Of course, we refer the Europeans to to treat the Europeans their Pakistan brothers. Yeah. More easily and better than the East African and Nigerians and some other countries. So that that is a you know that is expected. The red issue, the Azam can just be putting over it. That is, it is you know it's deep in their system. Okay. So what Nigeria could have done, which we never had ever seen, was to have prepared the ground for. So, I, I, I saw a bit of Nigerians screaming their head for that. 
Well, thank you very much, Silas. And just finally, before we run off, you know, sir, you see, Nigeria is a major power in Africa. And a major conflict, conflict like the Russia Ukraine war is happening, and the voice of Nigeria is not heard. Why not have more power at talking? Does it mean that Nigeria has lost its mood? Uh, it, 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 it's it's influence, uh, 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 what had, had we put it? and move the continent. It's cloud, of course. Well, well, Nigeria has spoken actually. The foreign minister, I think it was uh, over the weekend. Uh, what they were talking about is about evacuation. Uh, before, before they started talking about evacuation, mm -hmm. actually the Nigerian government summoned the um, ambassadors of Russia and Ukraine, mm -hmm. and he made it clear to them, especially to the Russian ambassador. Mm -hmm that um, Nigeria does not support the invasion of a sovereign nation. Mm. And told him to uh, ask his country to pull back the forces they have sent into Ukraine. I think that is a statement of uh, you know, a nation that uh, does not support an invasion of, of another country. Yeah. So the voice may not have been, uh, the language may not have been too, uh, too harsh or strong enough. Or too forceful. Uh, Nigeria had made a statement that uh, they don't support the invasion of the Ukraine. Well, um, that is the most we can take for the PDC. And of course, I hope you had a very wonderful time being with us. And of course, I'll thank our Inaz analysts, Silas and um, Innocent for addressing the PDC the way it should be. The war in Ukraine is ongoing. Russia is not ready to pull out anytime soon. And Ukraine is not actually ready to give up in its position. That would have led to the war, the idea of joining NATO. It's an unfolding event, and of course, news strictly has it that countries like um, the United Kingdom have started donating weapons apart from other aids, other materials, intervention materials. They are also donating weapons to Ukraine that has insisted and was ready to defend itself. Well, let's see how it goes. Thank you for keeping tab with us. Join us same time tomorrow for another edition of The Big Issue. You have a wonderful This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.